from Palma de Mallorca to the global super yacht community. Super Yacht Radio. Well, that is the perfect song to introduce our perfect guest. But I just call him Ken. Many of you know him as Ken Hickley, a business advisor to the yachting community, business community. Ken, hello, welcome. Thank you for coming out of social isolation to be with us today. Well, hello, Dave and May. But um, I, I, I tell you, this uh, this isolation is uh, is everyday experience for me. Not because I'm an isolated, sad, lonely person sitting here all on my own. Oh, you're uh, not at all. Social it's butterfly. Big, yes, but but when I'm not out and about, um, I work from home. Um, so working from home is my normal state of being, um, and uh, and. That's one of the things that I think it might be worth spending a little bit of time on today for people who are doing this maybe for the first time day after day. I mean, lots of people um, will not want to take a sickie, but maybe have a reason they're not in the office and they will be um, with the uh, inverted commas say, I'm working from home. Um, but now people are quite genuinely working from home, um, maybe for the first time for a, a you know sustained period of time. And uh, it's it's quite different. Mm. to working in the office. Um, mm. And I think there's there's lots of good um, advice out there. There's lots of hot tips. I know that here in the UK, the BBC has got quite a good page on it um, and uh, and so on. So, that, But there are a few things that, um, that I, I, I'd like to suggest to your listeners mm. if they are newly finding themselves working at home um, that they might want to um, to think about. It's hard so to self-discipline. That was, that was the first thing because well, I – so yes, yeah, self-discipline. You, you, the first thing you said when you you saw me here on this Skype call is that yes. I didn't need to dress up. Why was I wearing a tie? Because you're um, on the radio. And so, because <laughs> I'm there. No, the weird thing is, uh, most days when I'm working, I wear a tie. Um, and, and when people Skype me, they go, "Oh, you didn't have to dress up for me." And I go, "I didn't dress up for you. I dressed up for me." Because when I get to the end of my working day, I will take my tie off, and I will now not be working. Um, and it doesn't have to be a tie. Um, the tie works for me. It could be that you, you, you change, change your top. You know, you have a work shirt and then you have a not work shirt. Um, you, you, maybe you wear shoes when you're working and then you change into slippers when you get to the end of the day. It's, it's, it's very useful, um, to be in an at work state and then in a not at work state. And it doesn't have to be a nine to five at work state. You can be as flexible with timing as you like, but it's a good mental signal to be able to flip yourself from working to not working. Can, um, I, can I add to that is I, I also think if there's a, for me, it's also about having a space that in some way I can close off. Now, if you're in a small apartment, this is not necessarily feasible, but we have certainly been repurposing, even my children have been repurposing We've space. repurposed our children. Well, we have a, a stairs that go down to an apartment downstairs, which is locked. It's not ours. But they have uh, redesigned it with pillows and blankets and books. So it's a new cozy space for them to do reading and be cozy in. But for me, there's, yeah. there's if there's any ability to transform a spare bedroom or a guest bedroom or something that you can close the door on, I find physically moving from workspace to home space also really helps. No, that, that's absolutely true. A good friend of mine, Jock West, who's, who's based out in Rhode Island, um, he, he built his home office in his garage. And he, he, you know, decades ago, he said to me, this is great because I can leave it, close the door, and now I'm not at work. And, uh, and that stuck with me. Um, there's, there's a lot of people who, who, as you say, don't have a great deal of space, but maybe you're working at your laptop at, the, at a, you haven't got a desk, you're, but maybe you have a table or a, or, a, or a breakfast bar and you're working at your laptop on this, this flat surface where you can put out a piece of paper and jot down some notes. You've got your, um, your, your notepad or a diary or whatever. And then um, it's like, well, it's great if you had two devices and you could close the laptop and then move to a comfy chair and then be surfing the net on a different device. But if you've only got the one device, again, relocating yourself just to a different part of the room just to sit in a different uh, a different way enables you to not be working. Otherwise, you'll find yourself in a work mode for potentially 16, 18 hours a day. And day after day, that's going to become really tiring. 
Yes. So that's so that's 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 you know one of my tips. We, Another we one have is, a is, sorry just to add to ahead. that we have a friend who has just um, stretched a cable out to <laughs> the cabin in the garden, and he is repurposing yeah. the cabin in the garden with a cable yeah, so that he has Wi-Fi there, and he's repurposed that so that he said we'll see if it brings cabin fever, but he's yeah, repurposing Phil, that yeah. space <clears throat> so that he has that. a. Remember Phil Duffy? Yeah. Do you know Phil Duffy? He's a he was a surveyor, and he did that. He repurposed a garden shed, yeah, and set it up yep. as an office. And, and with the weather improving, uh, a lot of us <clears> will <throat> be able to uh, move outside. I, I got a, a range extender for my Wi-Fi so that we can actually sit out the back of the house. Um, did it last summer. Um, it's not quite warm enough here in the UK, but it will be soon. And then we can sit outside and and uh, and be using the Wi-Fi there. Um, but but isolation is the second thing to be wary of. You know, what we what we often don't realize is how much human interaction we have in an office uh, or some other physical workspace where we have colleagues and we look up and there they are. We don't even talk to them, but we maybe pull a face, uh, nod to them, whatever. Um, we walk to the, uh, the coffee area or the, or the, um, the water cooler and you have a, a, two, a two minute or, or 30 second chat with somebody um, sitting at home. You're not going to get that. Um, and that will bring on you a sense of isolation that you may not notice happening, but you will find yourself feeling lower. You'll find yourself feeling less motivated, less happy. Um, and that's because you're missing out on the human interaction. So spot that before it happens and decide that you're going to interact with people in a different way. There's loads of cool stuff floating around on WhatsApp. But one of the things that you can do, and a number of the companies that I'm working with, is they set up specific WhatsApp groups. Um, that are the same workspace group that you would normally be sitting with. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be interacting with the same people. These are the people that you know well. You'll know whether or not, um, you know, what the appropriate etiquette is within that group, whether, whether bad language and, and, you know, wrong images are acceptable with that group because you're, they're your regular colleagues. Yeah. So set up new WhatsApp groups. And if, if it isn't WhatsApp, you can put it on Messenger. You can put it on um, Teams. There's loads of uh, interacting tools available. But make a conscious step to replace those those work group intercommunications that you normally have just by proximity with some other thing and then set yourself a routine um don't allow yourself um in in the same way that you shouldn't allow yourself to sit still for 90 minutes without getting up and moving um you shouldn't allow yourself to be um sitting on your own for n more than two hours without connecting with somebody mm -hmm. um and whether that's a quick call or a quick chat um, with a bit of text or whatever. Um, remember to do that, and you'll avoid that feeling of being socially isolated. Is it funny? You, re you remind me of um, <clears throat> a car ad for Chevrolet, which runs in the, uh, in America. And it starts with the, the, the woman getting up, kissing her husband goodbye, and she hops into her beautiful new Chevrolet SUV, drives around, arrives back home, and the guy's going... I don't understand. Why do you do that? You work from home. Because you know, I love my Chevrolet. But you yeah. know, she has that routine of getting up in the morning and driving to work, which is basically... Yes, having a little, little <laughs> I, that, that moment of <clears throat> contemplation. I have to say, we, um, we have, as you know, four children, but two of them are at home at the moment. And like that, they've got a WhatsApp group for each of their classes, which have been great because all the parents are chatting and, you know, some of it is funny stories. They've got Zoom set up so that they can have virtual classes with their teachers. Um, but one of the, we're now on week two of lockdown here. So and two. scheduling can be challenging because, you know, the kids have homeschooling to do. We've got radio running. We've got all these things going. And one person put up a, a disc and the disc was basically making sure that they're getting all the things they need so there's you know brain stuff so for the kids it's reading writing whatever work but there's also um, downtime exercise some yoga some and and we're just making sure we're ticking off on that disc the ten things that we need to achieve in the day you know that we we get out in the sunshine we do something fun we uh, have a bit of exercise. We reach out to somebody and talk video. They get to video talk with their friends. And, you know, in, in some ways for some people, 
if there's so many things going on, it can be difficult to schedule. And, and a lot of people have extra things. You know, a lot of people working from home now, like us, or also having kids who are homeschooling. So there's these added layers that make it sometimes a bit more difficult to schedule everything. And I found this little disc that we can just make sure we're ticking off the 10 things in the day, you know, food, fun, work, exercise has really helped this week two of lockdown here. Uh, it's, it's a really strong point. And, and, and the one thing that I would suggest to people is that um, when you get to work at home, and this applies normally as well as in these, these, these bizarre times, is you have the freedom to create your own schedule. Um, and, and, and there is a lot of things to schedule. And so don't mistake the freedom to create your schedule with the ability just to do whatever you want, whenever you want to do it, because you run the risk of forgetting to do things. And I think that disc sounds like a really good thing. Any kind of checklist or reminder of all the stuff you need to get through in the day um, is great. I, I, I like a routine. Um, I, you know, I, I have a cup of coffee before I cook my breakfast. I, I like a routine. And I think a lot of people like a routine. And I know for an absolute fact that, that, uh, that children, including teens, actually thrive on some routine. Um, they like freedom and they like the feeling that they're, that they're able to do whatever they want. And so giving free periods is great. But having a routine gives people a nice framework. You know, so a routine isn't a set of handcuffs and a, and a heavy ball and chain. But a routine is something you can rely on. It gives you a feeling of structure. Uh, it's it's a, a comfort to a lot of people. Um, and so, what I would suggest is that um, if you if you take on board you know, the, the idea of a checklist or the disc, with you know, making sure everything's done, think to yourself how you would like your day to look. So there's the freedom. How would you like your day to look? But how are you going to fit in all these things? Because you need to get these things done each and every day. Um, it's a bit like eating and breathing. You need to do it all the time. Um, so do all these things. Do them in the order you want to do them. Um, the other thing I would suggest is is hold on to the weekend. So, uh, you know, all this homeschooling, all the rest of it, um, but preserve the, the, the sanctity, if you like, of the weekend as a thing where you're not working. Even if it's a one-day weekend or, a, or if it's lovely, if it's a three-day weekend, depending on your workload and the school um, study load, have the weekend being a different thing. So here in the Hickling household, we're breaking out a new jigsaw every weekend. <laughs> yeah, so the long winter because, nights must fly by. <laughs> well, no, because you, you know, and I'm not suggesting everybody needs to um, be as dull and boring as we are just doing a jigsaw. <laughs> but but the, the point is that if it, if it's it's a thing that we mm -hmm. happen to like doing, but it's a thing that we do at the weekend, which is different to doing a thing in, in, in the week. In the week, we tend to watch, um, you know, TV comedy and TV drama. The weekend, we watch films. Yeah, just, no, I, you, I go know, with so that there's, there's because I, I've actually, as well as I've noticed with a few friends, we have um, the silver lining in the past week of lockdown has been just reaching out to so many different friends around the world that, you know, just a little check-in. How you doing? People I haven't caught up with in ages, yes. and I'm just sending them a line. Um, it has been lovely because we've had this lovely reach. We're trying to do it on the station as well of reaching out to friends in the I, industry. I, I, I've never been more socially connected as I have been in yeah. the last two weeks, and it's great. So much of it. Yeah. yeah. But I have noticed uh, with chatting with people, particularly last Friday. Um, there was a, what do you mean? It's actually Friday. Are you sure it's Friday? It's not Thursday. Do you know that there is yeah. a danger at the moment when we're all at home for long periods and we're trying to, you know, catch up on everything that we miss that break in our, our schedule that is just different for the weekend. So I'm all on for weekends should be preserved. Yeah, absolutely. So daily schedules, weekly schedules. Now, before we move off this whole being at home thing, um, that if you're a person who is now finding yourselves managing people who are at a distance from you, and that's a new thing, mm. that's a whole new skill set there. <clears throat> it, it's really, really difficult, um, way more difficult than uh, managing people uh, when you're in the office because you can see what they're doing. You can see how busy they are. You can see if they've got their head down really into a subject and you don't want to interrupt them or not. So, 
Um, yes, you need to be uh, frequently communicating, but also you don't need to be um, electronically barging into somebody when they're busy doing something. Um, so there's there's a few little little tips there. One is you know don't just ring people up, ping them first, send them a little text or a WhatsApp chat or a messenger chat or a say and say, are you free for a call? If you don't get an answer, they're probably not, and you don't know they may be on the toilet. You know. <laughs> They, mm. they, may, they may just not be available for five minutes. So just ping them that, that little note. Then when you get the, yes, I'm free for a call, then you can call them, ask them how they're doing, check in. And, and when you're speaking to them and, and be speaking to them, don't do it all by email. I'll come to email in a moment. Terrible thing. A good thing, but a terrible thing. Um, but when you're speaking to them, it isn't just the task orientation that needs to happen in the call. You wouldn't do it in the office, so don't do it when you're working remotely. You've got to, you've got to be having a conversation within which is the, the point that you want to make or the task you want to check up on. But also, you know, the things that you would know by looking at them, like how busy are you? How are you today? You know, um, whatever else you're going to have to ask them on a call. How are you coping so with the stress? You know, there's a lot of stress around at the moment. About yeah. one's so own mortality. Take time. Yeah. You're going to find yourself um, as a manager spending most of your time reaching out and talking, connecting with your people. So let's deal with this email thing. Email is very good for sending a document or confirming a thing. It's not a place to have a discussion. It's not a place to have a conversation. It's no good for to and fro. There are far better tools. WhatsApp is really good for, for a group or, or, or even just a, a, a pair of people just pinging something backwards and forwards. Collaborating on a document, do it via a, a cloud site. Don't keep sending another version of that document via email. Do it on a cloud site. If you've got a collaboration thing like SharePoint or Teams or any of those uh, or even G Drive where you can collaborate live, that's great. Um, try and, and get away from email because they pile up. Uh, people think email just pings on somebody's desk and they, they look at them. They go, didn't you read that email I sent you? Well, when did you send me that? Well, yesterday. It's like, no. Um, find out that if you want something done urgently, call them. It's what you it's what you should do in the office. You'd walk over and say, I need this done urgently. Don't send it out by email. Use email for, for confirming things. You know, like you have a conversation, particularly with a client or a supplier, uh, and you go, you send an email saying, thanks for the conversation. This is what we agreed. Just put in a few bullet points. Um, but most of the time, stay away from email uh, and use the other communication tools we have, the chat services, uh, the sharing sites, and all the rest of it. Do you think and working from home is going to be a long-term repercussion of, of this? Do you think companies uh, are going to look at it and go, you know, there's I, a lot I of really people... Do. I, I really do. I'll, I'll give you an example. So the, the British Marine Federation um, recently relocated from Egham in Surrey, which is right near to Heathrow Airport. Mm -hmm. um, they they own the office site there, but they've moved out of it, and they're now renting in Southampton, and they're also renting out their site uh, near Heathrow, um, and they're they're making a small um, positive uh, out of that deal. Um, but what they've done is they've taken an office site in Southampton down at Ocean Village, and uh, they said up until the corona crisis, they were actually saying to their office people, We'd like you to come in on Mondays and Fridays, and you can work from home Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And I was in there for a meeting of the Super UK committee, and I walked in, and it was a Tuesday, and the place was just about empty. Um, and, and, I, and I said to, to Joe Sargent, who is the, uh, the, the staff person at British Marine Support Super UK, I said, how does this work? And she said, yeah, everybody's working at home. I said, but there's people who live in Southampton. I said, yep, yeah, they're, they're working at home as well. Um, and... They've gone one step further, They, British Marine. They said, because we've got all these hot desk space that's basically unused in the middle of the week, we're making it available to all our members. So if they're in Southampton for a meeting or whatever and they just want to touch down, connect, do some work, they can use our hot desk as a free perk of, of, um, uh, of being a member. And then when you think about where we are now, which is that everybody's working at home, Everybody's learning the techniques and so on that we've just been talking about, both as a person working at home, but also as about managing a team over a distance. A lot of people are going to find that it works, mm -hmm. and they don't need some of the larger some large corporations like Microsoft, office. and they may sublet the office, they may move to a smaller office, um, and they may change their way of doing business. Some companies like Microsoft and 
I think Cisco as well, and a few others, uh, trialed this about a year or so ago about putting people on three, four-day weeks and giving them the liberty to work from home for the other. And they found a huge increase in productivity and 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 psychological well-being of of their staff. People were a lot happier. They were working more. There was more pr- productivity. Less and commuting. And the individuals were getting more quality time as well. It's an all, all-around yeah. winner. Yeah, it's it's um it's it's interesting um, sometimes what what pushes and, and motivates these these boosts in productivity. Sometimes it is uh, a better working practice. Sometimes it is simply a change. Hmm. Um, you know, and, and change from working in the office to changing into working at home or whatever. That novelty creates a, a boost hmm. in in productivity. Uh, so it's it's always good to to find that boost, but also to to watch it and see if it is long lived or short lived. Um, and there's there's all sorts of studies over the decades that have looked at what boosts productivity, and a lot of it boils down to motivation. What motivates people? You know, the 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 idea of dress down Fridays, the idea of home working, flexi time, all sorts of things. They're there to accommodate um, what what makes people work well, and ultimately, motivation is the is the real driver. If you can get your people engaged with their tasks and motivated to do the best they can you'll always get the best out of them you'll get more out of them and they'll they'll actually feel more um more engaged and, and valued mm. so it's it's a win for everybody it's not like beating them with a stick uh, and beating more out of them it's um uh it, it's enticing more out of them but not with a carrot either it, it, it's it's about uh, you know helping people to be a better version of themselves which is kind of corny phrase but it, yeah. it it's um it's a true thing. I think if, if you if you give somebody um, a demonstrable um, a trust, people respond well to that. You know, they value it, and they they normally you know, give back more than you 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 give them. Well, and can I just say, even laterally, I've, I've seen some studies about um, switching from five day working weeks to four day working weeks, and I know my dad had a story of having lots of leave time that he'd built up that he was going to lose if he didn't take it rapidly. So he switched to a four-day week and had three-day weekends for about three months. And he said, you know, by the end of the first month, I was getting as much done in the four days as I did on the five days. And I know they've done some trials and research recently, which showed similar similar experience. You know, people, when, when they're very back to motivation, very motivated on making sure they got it all done in the four days... We're getting it done in the four days instead of five. So, you know, this is the time to think laterally of how we work. Absolutely. And there is a, you know, maybe to, maybe to close it out, that there's a lot of thinking that we do, which happens in the, the back of our brain. Um, and sometimes, you know, people talk about getting a bright idea in the shower or when they were out walking the dog or whatever, because they're, they're not, they're, they're not in a work mode, but the back of their brain has been working away on, on a particular challenge or a topic or an opportunity. And then the idea pops forward to the front of their brain and they go, oh, I just had this great idea. Um, your brain is working seven days a week. And so even though you might physically only be typing into the keyboard four days a week, your brain's still working on that day off. Even it, 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 it's right at the back of your brain. It's ticking away. You're not putting any effort into this. Your brain's doing it for you for free. Um, but you get the benefit of this because you get the day off. Your employer gets the benefit of this because that idea is still going to come through. Um, and so, you know, things like a four-day week, uh, I, I think they're a great idea. If, 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 if employers can focus on output rather than hours worked um, and see value uh, and, and remunerate based on value rather than hours worked, then, um, you know, that kind of methodology uh, can have a good future. It's funny you should say that. Um, I've been working on, we're, we're, <clears throat> we're starting a new initiative, hopefully later on today, of um, uh, Yachting's Got Talent. We figured while people are at home or locked down in a boat, so we're setting up a YouTube channel, and I had technical problems yesterday trying to figure out how people can deliver content so we can put it up on the YouTube channel. And I may well tell you, I was an absolute bull yesterday. I, was re- I couldn't get this thing to work. Completely for- skip all the advice you gave earlier, Ken. Yeah, he just sat here for 12 hours trying yes, to code. It was more than that. And then <laughs> four, four o'clock this morning, I woke up with the 
solution where my brain had obviously been working on it. So 4 a.m. I woke up and went, ha-ha. And, um, it, it happens. It happens. I've, uh, I'm just leafing back through my book um, because I uh, it was about four or five weeks ago. Um, yeah, here we go. See this, this messy scroll which I'm holding up to the Skype camera. It's barely legible. Uh, 3.30 in the morning, I woke up <laughs> with an entire marketing plan for a client in my head. And I wrote it out here, and then where I was able to sit with them two days later and take them through the whole thing, and they went, "Oh, that's pretty good." Um, so it, it it absolutely happens. Your brain mm. does does lots of good work for you while while you you you're not distracting it with tasks. So uh, can can we? You're based in the UK for anyone who hmm? doesn't know you, um, and you've really just started lockdown at the moment. On the other hand, uh, I have to say, looking at the news from the UK for businesses, um, there seems to be quite a, a lot of discussion of funding and government help for businesses at the moment. Yes. Can you update us on, yes. on what that is for the well, industry there? Um, and in fact, there's, there's, a, there's a pattern. Um, so as a, as a business advisor, we've also, we also have a client who's got a, a new startup company in France. Um, and uh, the two partners are from Spain and Italy. So um, w- you, we can have a little look at how each country uh, is differing and how each country is the same. Um, so let, let's start in the UK. Um, if you are a UK business, you have a there's a whole raft of things you can tap into, um, and some of them are useful um, and some of them you're just not eligible for. So if you're in the leisure and hospitality business, and indeed, some of our people in yachting might very well be able to make that case. Um, you can get uh, grants. So they, that is literally the government will give you some money up to 25 grand um, to help you out because you've been shut down the longest. Um, and uh, uh, that's um, there's, there's information on the you know UK.gov website for all of this stuff. Um, any UK-based business trading in the UK, so that includes all of our um, you know, design companies and uh, management companies who are based in the UK, even though they're going and doing business outside of the UK, they are still counted as trading in the UK, um, they uh, can apply for a business loan. Now, uh, loans are not uh, a great panacea in, the, in this time because um, you still have to pay them back. Um, but these loans are, are better than anything else uh, in terms of loans because they're interest-free for 12 months. Do they defer uh, the no payments? payments? Do they defer the so, payments? Yeah. Do, are they deferring the payments or do you have to yes. repay from so the you don't have So you don't have to pay any of the capital for 12 months either. So basically okay. you get money now and you've got to pay it back later. Now a number of businesses, of course, uh, and especially in the hospitality area, were making the point that they have a – Healthy maybe isn't the right word, but they have a uh, reliable business, but it doesn't really make any money. They pay their wages. They operate successfully every month um, or, or have in the past, uh, but they're not really making a big profit. So therefore, they're not in a position really to pay back the loan. So the government has now also introduced a, um, a jobs protection scheme. And what this means is that you identify the workers you have who are basically, they, they have nothing to do. Mm-hmm. So you can send everybody home. But, you know, if you're a, if you're a carpenter or a plumber, um, you know, or a bricklayer uh, or, or, you know, anything else that you can't do from home, sending them home doesn't mean they can work from home. It just means they're sent home. So you put them on what is referred to here in the UK as furlough. Um, so you, you don't make them unemployed, but you have no work for them. Um, and um, you... You carry on paying them, but you can claim up to 80% of their salary from, back from the government. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, that's up to a monthly limit of £2,500, which means that anybody who's earning less than £37,500 a year, you can get up to 80% of their salary uh, paid, paid, reimbursed to you by the government. So that, you pay the two and half, That's 2500 per employee, yeah. Per employee yeah. per month, um, <clears throat> and so you get get that paid. Um, so that's really great, great for anybody who's on 
um, you know, a salary less than 37,500, bearing in mind the national average here is around about 27,000. So lots and lots of people are going to fall very nicely into that. As an employer, you have the option to pay or not pay the remaining 20%. That's entirely down to the employer's policy. Um, and so if you have good cash flow at the moment, you may choose to say, we'll carry on playing at the full rate and we'll get the 80% back from the government and we'll make up the difference. Or you may decide to say, actually, it's survival time. Um, I'm going to have to speak to all my, my people and, and all my staff and say, I'm afraid you're going to have to take a haircut at 20%, but you will still have a job because you're not being made redundant. Um, this is particularly valuable for people who've been working less than two years and are not entitled to a redundancy. So everybody stays on the books. The, the idea is that nobody gets uh, made redundant, nobody gets fired. Um, they stay on the books, their wages are covered up to an amount. Um, it's going to bite a lot harder for people who are more highly paid. So for anybody earning more than 37 and a half grand, um, they're only going to get 30 grand per year paid by the government. And the balance is either not going to get paid by the employer or a reduced amount might get paid by the employer, depending on whether the employer has the funds available. Um, that's great for people who are employees. There is also a benefit available for people who are self-employed, often referred to as freelancers. So loads of people in the entertainment industry, all the actors and, and you know, directors uh, and, and uh, audiovisual specialists in, in uh, uh, the West End. Pops, yeah. yeah, they're all they're all freelancers. But we have loads of freelancers in the super industry as well. Mm-hmm. All the freelancers come under the category of self-employed, and there is, again, a separate uh, fund available to support self-employed. You're not going to get very much, guys. The, the, the amount that's available for self-employed is constantly being complained about, but there is money there. And at a time when you haven't got any work coming in, getting something um, based, and I think I believe it's based on what you had previously been uh, turning in as your tax return. So if you've been busy fiddling your tax and not declaring all your income, then you're not going to get very much money. If you've been diligently declaring your income, then that is, I believe, what goes in to uh, help set the amount of um, support that you will get from the government as self-employed. Ultimately, uh, you can declare yourself unemployed and go on to benefits. The downside with that is that the universal credit takes about five weeks to start paying. Um, so uh, this support for self-employed people is something to look into. And again, the information is available on the uh, uk.gov uh, website. There are other bits and pieces. If you're a small business or a rural business and you've got uh, rates relief already or you're um, eligible for it, uh, if you're already getting rate relief, your your local authority will ring you up and tell you you're eligible for a grant and they will give you some money. Um, you'll probably get about 10 grand uh, or a bit less, uh, depending on whether you're above uh, or rather between the 13,000 or 15,000 rateable threshold. Um, there is, um, uh, as I say, there are these loans that you can get um, and uh, uh, there are one or two other little bits. You can defer uh, payment of your VAT, but only for three months. So that's a very short-term fix, but there are some VA, people with VAT that will be due at the end of this month, and it might be quite a big chunk, so you might be glad of pushing that out till June. Um, similarly, you can talk to HMRC and say that all your PAYE contributions, your liabilities there on PAYE for your employees, you can ask to have that pushed back, um, I believe, all the way to January. Um, if you're self-employed, you can also push back your um, tax liability contributions into January. So there are some other things uh, available. So that's kind of what the government's doing. It's a big package that, you know, they talk about it being worth uh, $300 billion. That's if everybody takes the loan. Um, but um, nonetheless, this, the support is there. Um, that kind of package is very similar in France and Spain and Italy. There is, in each of these countries, the ability to put your employees onto a temporary unemployed or a temporary non-working status. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Italians have got it. It's called SIGO, which is Casa Integrazione, and then a couple of other words that I don't remember. Um, uh, that usually runs for 13 weeks, but you can push it out to 52. In Spain, the same thing exists, but unfortunately it seems you have to declare 
whether you are putting people into this uh, uh, temporary unemployed status for a period of time. I'm putting them in for a month or two months or what, and you have to decide that up front. Um, France to uh, again really. to put people into this. Sorry, Gabe? is it kind of hard to tell that one because you we really just don't know how long it it's is. It is kind of hard to tell, but um, I think if anybody believes that this thing is only going to last another month, no. they are even more optimistic than I usually am. I think um, uh, the feeling for a lot of people is that it's at least six weeks. So, so take the two months and and maybe come to an agreement with your people, uh, your, your your staff, that if if they are able to work earlier, they come back to work and you log their hours and pay it to them as overtime in the following months. Uh, come to an agreement with them if you have collaborative staff. So, as I say, similar situation in France. There are loan funds available in France and Italy. Um, and uh, in Italy also there are some uh, small grants available for small businesses. So the, each government has, I've, I've checked most of them, they, they've got uh, government websites that are giving you this information. France um, uh, very thoughtfully put all the advice on not sneezing uh, and things like that in English as well, but all the business advice is only in French. <laughs> However, Google Translate um, works well enough so that you can break the document down. It's a downloadable PDF, and it's got everything, got each of these things uh, explained in, in, in detail. The, the, one, the one piece of advice I would give to all businesses around this topic is whilst the information is there in the government's website, um, it's often not obvious how to access these funds. Sometimes, so the governments have all been trying to use an existing mechanism um, rather than create a new system. Um, and because cr creating a new system takes weeks, whereas using an existing system like deferring PAYE or using uh, rates relief and so on, these are existing systems, so they're just changing the rules within a system. Um, so if you're not familiar with these systems, you've got to go and find out. How do you go and find out? Well, you could try and talk to the government. Everybody's going to be doing that. Talk to the tax office. Everybody's going to be doing that. Same with your local authority. The people who are really uh, earning their keep right now are the banks and the accountants. You know, you, if you've got an accountant, you've been wondering why you've been paying them, you know, X amount of, of euros every month. Now is the time now you're going to you get know. your value. Okay. Ring them up, email them. Uh, you know, I've already seen several you know, statements issued uh, by either banks or by um, accountants saying, this is what you can get. Here's what you're eligible to in a general sense. You can then bring them back up and say, you know my business, you're my banker, or you know my business, you're my accountant. Which of these should I be going for to help me through it? Because uh, they're not doing much of their normal business, but they're doing a lot of this business. Um, so this is what they're focusing on. Use that resource. Use your banker. Um, that you'll, There'll be a business banker, uh, a business advisor within your bank, um, even if you haven't really ever spoken to them before because um, you've just been getting on with business and everything's been fine, now is the time to get to know them. Same with your accountants. You might have only used them at the end of the year. Tap into them now, send them an email, follow up with a phone call, and get their advice uh, on which of the particular um, uh, help and support that's available from the government um, is, is available to you. Um, so so that would be that would be that. I guess that's that topic covered, unless there's any particular points you want to dig out of that. I, I, I'm just, I'm sitting here very impressed that you're, you're rattling this off without referencing a piece of paper. Um, so, a man in the know, as we knew you'd be. <laughs> I, yeah, it, I am a business advisor. I charge people for this normally. Well, it's, all, it's, to, it's all very relatively new information. You know, it's, yes, uh, it is. It's, it is. it's uh, just coming out uh, in the last few days, etc. So, uh, absolutely right. Uh, a week ago, uh, this was still a very fluid situation. I know mm. the Italians had introduced the first, you know, twenty-seven billion, uh, but they still got more coming through. Uh, so there, there is due, due. I think there's an announcement due this afternoon from Italy for further measures. Um, so the, the Italian position is still emerging. Um, but um, yeah, so that the there is, you know, there's support packages left and center. Um, I think uh, if you're if if you're a business based in a, a European country, then you're going to be able to tap into some support. Mm -hmm. If you're a business based in an offshore company, I don't think there's a great deal for you because these companies, um, uh, these countries don't have central banks. So w one of the companies that I work with is based in the Isle of Man. 
They're an offshore country by definition. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't have a central bank, um, but the government has cash reserves. And I'm sure a lot of these uh, offshore um, uh, jurisdictions are similar. They have cash reserves, but the, the trouble with cash is it runs out. As a central bank, you can print money indefinitely. We saw that 10 years ago. Um, yeah. So the, they're going to be a little bit more judicious about how they uh, offer that and support uh, the business and so on. So um, if you are incorporated in the Isle of Man or you know, the Cayman Islands or any of these other places, um, you're going to find that the level of support is going to be uh, less um, endless, if you like. The, 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 there, is a, there is a bottom to the well. Um, whereas in with European countries, there is effectively a sort of a bottomlessness to it um, because what they've said, what they've all said uh, in various different ways is they don't want anybody to be made redundant or, or made unemployed as a result of the virus. And, and the reason they're saying that is because they need recovery well, the, at the end. Yeah, you know, that's it. You know, this, this would be all well and good if we were just facing a virus problem, you know, because... I did. At some point, we're going to overcome this. We'll come out of it. But in parallel with this, we've also got an economic downturn that's uh, graver than 2008. And so that's right. There's a long-term pain that's going to be felt in the industry, and um, that's another level of uncertainty of of how that's going to shape the future. Well, it is, but it, it it's. The world is um, full of people, 8 billion of us. And within, within that, there are a lot of people who are extremely smart and entrepreneurial. And, you know, even in this adversity, there is still opportunity. You know, if, if, if you've been unemployed for the last eight years, you can go and get a job now at a supermarket because they don't have enough people. You know, the, the supermarket delivery services were running at something like about 7% of sales. Um, it's now more than 15%. So it's more than doubled. So they need twice as many drivers. They need twice as many people picking off the shelves and, and stacking those orders. Um, and, and they obviously need some people working in IT to upgrade the capacity of their online ordering systems. So we're seeing the food industry, specifically the retail food industry, with sales going through the roof. In the UK, they're yeah. talking about £1 billion worth of extra food has been purchased in the last three weeks. That's an enormous amount. Um, you, you've, you've, you, I was talking with um, Colin Squire. You know Colin, Dave. I spoke with um, him this morning. Uh, there you go. Well, Colin, um, Colin's brain goes into overload uh, in these times, and uh, he's, he's thinking um, you know, now is the time to bring forward new things. He, he launched um, a dormant right. website that he had called CPR Professionals, mm -hmm. where everybody's now exchanging information I'm because up. we needed some kind of exchanging information. Um, that's great. Um, but he then said, well, let's do a conference. Let's do a conference. It's like, great, mm -hmm. let's do a conference. How are we going to do a conference? Well, normally on a conference, you get, you know, get, get a few hundred people together and shove them in one space, and they all drink coffee and talk to each other, and half of them turn up and listen to the topics. How do you do a conference online? Well, you're not going to do it the same way. You're going to do it a different way. Exactly. Um, you're going to you're going to have a conference that maybe runs over four weeks. Well, Every Wednesday is conference day. Hence, um, his, hence his call to me this morning. As exactly. I as I'm his, uh, I guess I'm now his new technical support guy. <laughs> well, exactly. So, and that's the point, isn't it? So he was yeah. talking to his regular tech support guy and said, "He's saying, Ross, can you help me with this?" And Ross was saying. I am really busy updating everybody's website because of the IT side of this, the, the, the connectivity, the information flow and so on, it's now happening online. And the, the integration. Of this you know, I, I, spoke, I spoke with him this morning about how we integrate that with his website so we yeah, can get the absolutely. webinars so, going on that. So, and I you said know. to him, you know, have a, have a, have a, have a conversation with, uh, with Jack Robinson, Subiot Technology. Yeah. He was supposed to be having a, a – CPL uh, Technology Conference in two weeks. Next or a week, week actually. Yes. First of April. So he's, he's pushed that out to, to October, but uh, he's going to be struggling in a very crowded back end of the year thing. And I, and I said to Colin, I said, you know, Jack, have a conversation with him. He knows about how this tech stuff works because I think we are going to need to look at this. And so that's the IT side, um, the web and, and the communication side of IT, but, but more uh, as well, that's going to be in growth mode. Um, with, within our industry. I think also uh, cyber 
is uh, an area to, to really think about. And, you know, we've been talking about cyber for the last two years, like it's a thing and everybody's been putting it off and we don't have to do it till February next year because that's when the IMO rule regulations come in. But I'll tell you what, uh, somebody put something really funny into um, into one of our WhatsApp chats. It was Derek Monroe of Divergent. Oh, yeah. He said, mm-hmm. burglars, we're all at home now, so why don't you spend some time working on your CV and go out and get a real job? Well, well but- I'll tell you what, criminals – Criminals don't want a real job because they're criminals. Um, so guess who? Guess what they're working on now? They're working on hacking your bank account. They're working on hacking your website. Your know, cyber crime, the cyber threat, should I say, uh-huh. is going to be higher now than ever before. You know, criminals are getting desperate because they they can't they can't do the usual stuff. You know, the talk, talk of weirdness. I was talking to the guys at uh, Viking Crew down in Dover. Um, uh, they're one of the people I work with. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we finished our, our meeting, they pointed out that somebody had stolen a JCB and used it to pull a cash machine out of the wall at Tesco's. <laughs> Jesus. Criminals are getting desperate. They're getting invented. And the smart criminals the- are going to be going online. So cybersecurity is going to become, you know, the- a, a bigger there is uh, topic a- than ever before. There is honor amongst thieves, though, Ken, because last week – a big group who were responsible for a lot of the ransom attacks uh, came out with a statement to say that given the current climate and and the COVID-19, they will not be holding any hospitals or any government departments that deals with payments to people to ransom. They'll be looking elsewhere. Well, that's great. (laughs) Great. Maybe they can ransom the people from Nigeria. But the... There are plenty of criminals who are taking advantage of this. Once again, I I direct uh, your listeners to the BBC website who have listed at least five separate um, types of um, coronavirus scams. People pretending to be the tax office, uh, saying we've got a rebate for you. People um, pretending all sorts of things, very sophisticated, very clever scams. Uh, So, so again, Mm -hmm. go and check out, you know, just put in Google. Um, for uh, coronavirus scams, you'll find the BBC resource on this, but there's other resources as well. But but returning to business opportunities, there are opportunities up there. Banking, financial transactions, there's loads of stuff. All these loans and so on, the banks are going to be busy. Um, but people who are in the business of moving money around and so on, they might find themselves with, with opportunities. So, um, you know, as they say, when one door closes, another one opens. I suspect it's more like when 10 doors close, a couple of doors open. Um, you know, there's a lot of downside here and, and only a little bit of upside, but it's the time to get creative, guys. It's the time yeah. to think about um, where there is any kind of pressure, where there is any kind of uh, friction or pinch. Um, that's a time to get inventive and start thinking, how can I solve those problems, uh, either for my own business or for other people, and how can I help other people? You know, I think we all owe it to each other to try to do as much business as we can. You know, all businesses are looking to preserve cash. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, the idea, one of the ideas on that is, oh, well, I, I'll, I'll not pay some of my suppliers. And that'll preserve my cash. Well, you know. You lose the relationship. Your supplier them. is another business. They mm-hmm. need to preserve cash as well. You know, it, it, it is difficult to square that circle and say, um, I want I want people to be paying me, but I don't want to pay other people. So I think we, we all have to think about how to um, try to do some business um, and uh, keep our activity levels, not with busy work, but with actually with productive customer serving work. Um, keep, keep, keep the flow going. And maybe find new ways to serve customers. Look mm-hmm. at that. You know, and, and, and it, within that, you know, there's, you know, again, Viking has a training center, two training centers now, one in Dover and one in uh, just outside Portsmouth. Um, and almost all of that training um, is face-to-face. So um, MCA in particular, you know, for your, for your SDCW training for the crew, it's all supposed to be face-to-face training. Uh, and people have got certificates that are running out right now. Um, so uh, there, is, there is some news within that. So it looks like MCA um, is going to recognize that if a certificate has expired during this time, that people can't necessarily go and get it re-validated uh, and you know, do their renewals and updates on their SDCW certification. Um, so they're going to be a little bit more lenient. Obviously, they're not really sending people out to do surveys anyway. 
Um, and then when we get out of the back end of this in two, three, four months or whatever, um, you know, all the training centers are going to be uh, gearing up really quickly to get everybody through. You yeah. know? Um, and so, you know, Viking with the MSA, they're, they're setting a calendar out and it's like every week, you know, normally they do, you know, twice a month, but it's now every week we'll be doing SDCW so people can catch back up. Um, and MCA is recognizing this, but also MCA um, and and um, uh, the Marine tr- um, Training Group is called the, um, what is it, the Maritime Skills, uh, there's a C, I don't know what the C stands for, it's like uh, co- collaboration. They're looking at which courses can be turned into online courses, distance learning courses, okay. um, in order that uh, training can be delivered over distance. Um, there's a number of people out there um, doing training of various sorts, and while crew are sitting on board because they're in lockdown, because they're, um, I, you know, uh, they've got somebody on board who's who's maybe got symptoms, or they've been laid off, um, or they're at home uh, still being paid in one way or another. Um, this is a good time to start looking at doing some extra training, you know, time to catch mm-hmm. up uh, or get ahead with some some skills that you haven't had time to do before. Um, and uh, there's lots of stuff that isn't particularly expensive, um, and and this applies to people who aren't crew as well. You know, all your people working at home. If you if you're only doing a four a four day week, that fifth day you could um, you could uh, get some training, and you don't even have to pay for it. There's loads of um, short videos on YouTube teaching you how to be better at Excel or how to be better at PowerPoint. Babel mm-hmm. uh, will love. Babel will uh, are giving six months free to learn a new language. Babel. Babel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay. So there's, there's, there's lots of opportunity for, for self-improvement. There's lots of opportunity for, for employers to in, encourage their employees to, to get some improvement done because, you know, we, we, we know we're going to get to the end of this. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's, um, it's, a, it's a biological fact that we will get to the end of this. When it does, um, the, the recovery needs to uh, happen with with all speed and for that we need to be as prepared as we can yeah because we all want to be part of that recovery we want to benefit from the recovery you know and and uh, and so on the the economic crisis that we are in now is not it's not like in 2008 when it was of its own making Mm -hmm. um this isn't because there's a failure of economic confidence or a breakdown of the banking system it's just people can't go out to work so as soon as they can the recovery is is set to happen and and then it's a question of how fast we can get all get back up to speed. We, we need, how many businesses have, we, we, have expired? We need to be in motion for that. You know, we, we don't need to get you are listening to, to Super Yacht Radio, catching the ball and bringing it over the line.